Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. Guys, you know that chronic inflammation is at the root of every degenerative disease. Inflammation is ravaging lives all over the world, causing massive amounts of unnecessary suffering. And that's why I'm so passionate about getting to the root cause of inflammation. And so I interviewed 36 of the top doctors and experts in the world to uncover the root cause factors involved with inflammation and give you the best natural healing strategies to get well naturally. And I'm giving it away for free at chronicinflammationsummit.com. That's chronicinflammationsummit.com. And you can register and you'll immediately get access to some of the amazing uh, presentations, including Kieran Krishnan, where we talked all about leaky gut, endotoxemia, inflammation, and microbiome reconditioning. That was one of the best interviews I've ever done. So fascinating, such an amazing topic. You'll get that for free when you register at the chronicinflammationsummit.com. Again, we're giving this away for free from June 6th to June 12th. But when you register today, you'll immediately get access to some of these, some of the free content, including Kieran's talk, um, once we get into the event, you'll also uh, be able to listen to Dr. Nasha Winners, and she is a holistic oncology expert, and she talks all about the cancer inflammation connection. I interviewed Dr. David Perlmutter. We talk about blood sugar, insulin, inflammation, and brain degeneration. Uh, Dr. Christine Schaffner, we talk all about biotoxin illness, lymphatic function, and neural inflammation. I mean, so many great presentations in here. Just go to the chronicinflammationsummit.com. And you'll also get access to several of my free guides, including my new inflammation crushing smoothie guide that I know that you guys are going to love. You'll find some of the best possible smoothies that you can make um, in that. So you'll get that for free immediately when you go ahead and sign up. So again, it's chronicinflammationsummit.com, chronicinflammationsummit.com. That will register you, get you a whole bunch of free gifts, including several amazing interviews I did. And then we're going to be giving the entire event away starting June 6th to June 12th, where you'll be able to listen to four or five interviews each day. So you guys are going to love this content. Again, chronicinflammationsummit.com is the place to go. So this podcast is sponsored by our friends over at Paleo Valley. And I wanted to tell you about their grass-fed organ complex, which is like a supercharged multivitamin that allows you to get a full spectrum of traditional superfoods loaded with nutrients into your body faster, easier, and without having to tolerate the taste or cooking for that matter. Grass-fed organ complex contains not one, but three organs from healthy grass-fed pasture-raised cows. So you are getting a more diverse array of nutrients. Most other similar products only contain one. It's usually liver and it's spray dried at high temperatures. The high temperatures damage the vital nutrients. You see the ideal way to maintain the fragile nutrients and enzymes that are found in organ meats is to eat them raw 
Again, most of us are not going to eat raw liver. So instead, Paleo Valley gently freeze dries the organs in order to preserve as many of these nutrients as possible. You see, liver was coveted by our ancestors. When they killed an animal, they would go right for the liver or the heart first. Liver is considered the most nutrient-dense food on the planet. It's full of B vitamins, vitamin A, and minerals. You have heart. Again, heart was coveted as well. It's super rich in coenzyme Q10, which is so important for great energy and mental clarity. And then you also have the kidney that's in this organ complex, and that's very rich in selenium, which is great for the immune system. So when I think about the organ complex, I think about nutrients like B vitamins, B12, vitamin B2, vitamin A. You also have coenzyme Q10, you have selenium, zinc, copper. This is going to really support your energy, your mental clarity, your immune system, as well as good, healthy skin. Guys, check it out. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash jockers and use the coupon code jockers for 15% off. Check this out today. Hey guys, in this podcast, I am actually the one being interviewed by the Made to Thrive show and Steve Savs over there. He does a great job. And he actually asked me really about the day in a life. Like I actually go through what I do from the moment I wake up in the morning until, you know, basically I go to sleep. So I actually go through my regular routine. You guys are going to learn about when I use my sauna, when I use my red light therapy, when I work out, my fasting regimen, the foods that I use to break my fast, um, how I get sun exposure on a regular basis. Um, you're going to learn all about that. Things that we do, you know, my wife and I do to help prepare for a good night's sleep. So this is a really fun interview. I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. Be sure to check out the Made to Thrive show. Give Steve over there some love. And um, guys, you're going to enjoy the show. So let's go to it. Hello, Thrive Nation. We've got a kingdom hero and a health hero at Made to Thrive today. And his name is Dr. David Jockers. He's got one of the most incredible websites. Go and check it out, drjockers.com. He's a wealth of information, many published courses and programs, books as well. I've been watching him for a while because he's a supernatural hero. Our faiths are similar. And it's just such a privilege to have Dr. Jockers on the show. So welcome to the Made to Thrive show. Well, thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. It's an honor. Brilliant. I want to jump in and talk about what's exciting you with regards to health presently and what's exciting you with regards to the future of health. Well, you know, there's a lot of things. Um, so right now, you know, I've been, I've been doing more study on inflammation. I'm actually putting together something called the Chronic Inflammation Summit that I'm launching here soon, interviewing some of the top doctors and experts in the world uh, when it comes to inflammation. So I'm excited to, uh, you know, get that information out and, um, you know, I'm also, uh, doing some study on genetics and epigenetics, right. Looking at some different, uh, genes and how they impact us. Right. And so this is kind of something that's been out there. Um, and I finally, am kind of taking the time to, to start to learn some of that. And, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of exciting stuff as far as that goes, but, you know, really when it comes to health, it really comes down to the basics. You know, you got to really prioritize good thinking. That's so important. Keeping your stress levels under control. Um, you know, you know, I'm a, I'm a believer. So I really believe, you know, we got to see ourselves the way God sees us, um, as overcomers in life and not as victims. And I think in our society so often, people kind of fall in this trap of seeing themselves as a victim or um, somebody that just can't, can't um, 
you know, maybe they identify with their illness or their condition or whatever it is mm. that, that that's challenging them. I think that's so important. And then of course we got to fuel our body properly um, and really trying to look at like kind of what our ancestors did, you know, more so and trying to, um, you know, eat right, obviously exercise, moving our bodies well, you know, kind of taking an ancestral health approach, trying to keep blue light out of your, um, your home late at night, you know, and, and really trying to prepare for the best quality deep sleep. So I think if you can do those things, uh, it's going to give you the best chance to really heal and thrive in life. And, uh, and so, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, there's a lot there and we can sort of just go through the details because uh, Dr. Jockers is a doctor of natural medicine. He's a chiropractic physician. He's a functional nutritionist. And I, I think we, let's start with the mind and the emotions about self-awareness and your identity and how important that is from an emotional and mental health. If someone comes into your rooms and obviously that is a problem, you st you've studied nutrition, you've studied chiropractic, obviously the food, the movement, the environment, your sleep, your purpose, your community, those are important pillars that we speak about at Matis Rife. But how do you address the sort of mental and emotional health that's so important with regards to you know, wholeness and, and wellness? Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm certainly not an expert in it, but I am an expert in working on my own psychology. And so the way I try to do it is I try to be very careful about the thoughts that I think and the words that I speak. Mm. And so, and it's different because my wife is different. She's very, very much a verbal processor. And so she will verbally process things that are negative. And for her, it's like therapy. Whereas for me, um, <laughs> for me, it's like, you know what? If I have negative thoughts, I want to delete those as quickly as possible, get my mind off of them and back on empowering thoughts, back on, you know, what I can control. So often we put our, our energy or thoughts on things that we actually can't control, like what somebody else thinks about us. You know, we really can't control that. Um, however, we can control, you know, our next task. Um, we can't control our mood in the moment. We can't control, you know, being nice and full of joy to the, the next person that we come in contact with, right? So we have to go back to what can you control right now in the moment um, and focus in on that. And I think that really, you know, the enemy tries to get us to focus on what we can't control and what other people are thinking about us. And, you know, all these types of things that really are deflating. And so we've got to go back to, okay, what can I control in the moment. Right. And, uh, and, and how do I, you know, how do I make the most out of that? And this is where really a prayer life comes in, right? Because, you know, when you are kind of stuck in a pattern of limited beliefs, right. Or negative thinking, you can pull out of that through prayer, right. And reposition your mind and your heart or realign with, you know, God's intention for your life. And that's really what prayer is all about. I mean, God already knows our desires, so it's not like he doesn't know and we're trying to speak them out to him. It's not really like that. It's really about aligning our, aligning ourselves with, with God, with his heart, yeah. right? And his heart for us. And so, and, yeah. and reminding ourselves, you know, coming, coming into a relationship with God and, and that will help remind us of who we are and how we were made in him. Brilliant. And that's why we've called it Mates to Thrive, because I really believe that we were made to thrive. And 
born in the likeness and the image of God, mm. our Trinitarian God, which is really important. Let's go into your routine. I didn't want to talk about fasting. I think that's a big yeah. deal. I think you've got an incredible book in terms of fasting, ketosis, how you measure, you know, what's happening with your fasting. There's a lot of sort of latest biohacking and biotech that I think is very important, measuring ketones, what you think about the new breath, you know, the breath ketone meters, you know, using blood and, and, and get into those. But let's talk about your routine, how important it is when you wake up, how you sleep, what you do during the day a little bit about your own diet you've obviously been extremely healthy for a long time how you keep that inflammation down i think that's a it's a huge you know exciting topic at this stage yeah for sure so when i get up in the morning you know first thing i do after going to the bathroom is i actually do some oil pulling so i get some olive oil put it in my mouth start swishing it around i pull out some supplements that i take in the morning like some adaptogens that i usually take now of course i've got oil in my mouth so i'm not taking them um, and then I go outside. So I pull all that out and then I go outside and I'm still oil pulling and I go and get my bare feet grounded on grass on my front lawn and I stretch and I pray, right. And just obviously I'm praying in my mind because I got olive oil yeah. in my, in my yeah. mouth. Right. And I will pull for <laughs> roughly, it's roughly about 10 minutes and, and usually about five to seven of that is outside. Um, and then I spit that out right? Uh, just, you know, in my, on my blueberry bush, right? So it gets all the good stuff. And, uh, and then I go inside, take my supplements, right? Drink some water, make some herbal tea. And then I go in, I actually go right to work, right? And so for me, I work, I like to get some things knocked out right away. I have, I have a list made. And so I'll end up working. I usually wake up at six o'clock. So it's usually about 6.15, 6.20 by the time, you know, I start working. So I'll work, until seven, then I go and I take a break. I wake my wife up. Sometimes I'll like, you know, she doesn't want to get up. So I'll just cuddle in the bed with her and like kiss her and stuff like that until she wakes up, you know, which is kind of her preferred way. If I'm going to wake her up, be super sweet like that. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, I go back to work, right. Work for like another 45 minutes or so. And then my kids are usually getting up. So then I help get them up, help my wife out with them in the morning a little bit for about an hour or so. And then I'll actually go and get in my sauna. I'll have turned on my sauna, warmed it up, my infrared sauna. And that's when I actually do Bible time and anything else that like spiritually that I'm reading wow. um, is, you know, I have 20 minutes in the sauna. And so, you know, I'm reading the Bible, I'm reading, uh, you know, like an apologetics book or something like that, that I'm, mm -hmm. that I'm reading. Um, so usually that's what I do. And then I get out. And then I have a vibration platform and a red light therapy. So I actually do head weights, which helps pull out forward head posture. So I have this little head weight, it's like two pounds, um, kind of wraps around my head. I put it on, I put, I put on my vibration platform. I stand on that and I turn on the red light therapy and I have worship music on. And so that's wow. time for me to worship, right? So I usually do five to 10 minutes there, just worshiping right? With the red light therapy, with the head weights on the vibe, right? And I'm kind of moving on the vibe, which creates an unstable atmosphere. So it enhances more proprioception. Um, so that process is about 30 minutes. Then I go and I shower and then I go ahead. That's actually what usually if I'm going to drink coffee, I do it after that. I never drink coffee first thing in the morning because I don't want to, you actually train your body to suppress cortisol when you do that. So I wait usually two to three hours after I wake up. Uh, before I drink coffee. So it's usually at this point, uh, somewhere between nine and nine 30 at this point, depending on how much help my wife needs with the kids in the morning. And then, um, so I do that and then I go, go back to work. Right. And I get going and I usually work till about 12, 1230. 
And then, um, then I work out. So middle of the day, I work out Monday and Tuesday or Monday is Monday and Thursday are upper body workout days, Tuesday and Friday are lower body. So I do strength training. So I go out. First thing I do is I run my neighborhood, which is about a mile. Uh, it's a half mile to the front and back. So that's my warm up, and, uh, and that's all the cardio I really do. And then, um, and then I lift weights, right? My workout's usually about 45 minutes or so. Um, and then if it's like a really nice day out and my kids are, my boys are homeschooled at this point, we're debating on putting them in a, in a, a private Christian school or not, but they're in kindergarten this year. And so they're home. And so, uh, if it's a nice day, I'll go and play basketball with them after my workout. I'll take some amino acids. I'm, I'm fasted, right? So I'll take some uh, essential amino acids right after I finish my workout and if it's a nice day out, I'll go play basketball with them for, you know, 20 minutes or so. Um, they're, they're very competitive. And so we just have a lot of fun with that. And I get uh, with my shirt off, of course, to get as much sun exposure as possible, 20 or 30 minutes. Um, and then uh, let's see, then after that, I eat lunch. So usually I'm making, usually my lunch is actually pretty big. I'll make a protein shake um, with avocado in it. Um, some grass-fed whey protein, some collagen or bone broth protein in there, um, berries, frozen berries, coconut milk, or raw grass-fed milk that we get from our local farmer or a combination. I'll put uh, C8 MCT oil in there as well um, to turn up the ketones. And uh, I usually have about 40 to 50 grams of protein there. And then I'll also have, uh, we have like grass-fed hot dogs that we have. I'll either have some leftovers from dinner like we may have like some steak left over mm. and some, and like a, a Mediterranean salad that I make almost every day, um, which has cucumbers, hearts of palm, um, olives. So usually I, I like black, sometimes we'll have green in there. It's got uh, bell peppers, a little bit of tomato and trying to think uh, artichokes in there. And it's got olive oil and uh, lemon juice on it and herbs. So usually okay. I'll make like a big thing of that for dinner and then I'll have leftovers uh, for for lunch the next day. Not every day, but like a lot of times we'll do that. And so I'll have just a little bit of those leftovers and maybe like uh, two hot dogs or something like that. Two of the grass-fed hot dogs or leftover steak or leftover wild-caught salmon or something like that. Um, and so that's usually my lunch, maybe a little bit of dark chocolate with that. I might have like a little, little piece of dark chocolate. I'm going to stop you there, Dr. Jock. I'm I think just going through my whole day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stop you there because it's important. So you're going to fasted state, you're basically yeah. fasting. You then are going to be, is there a reason why you want to use this head weight? Is it something like halo, mm. uh, you know, to, yeah. is it to try and keep the cervical or doses? Cause there's a lot of straight that's spines right. from, you know, putting the head forward is what is the main reason for the head weight? That's a great question. So the head weight, basically like think about it, if you put a, a backpack on your back, you don't end up like going backwards, right? You, your body compensates by actually moving forward. So if you see a kid with a heavy backpack, mm. right. And, and they're, and, and this is actually important. If you have kids and they wear backpacks to school, the backpack should never be more than 10% of their body weight Otherwise, it's going to really cause them to go into a kyphotic state or kind of a forward yeah. posture. So when with the head weight, again, you don't want it heavy, two pounds, you know, one to two pounds really is about all you need. But a little bit of weight right here in the front of your head will cause your proprioceptors in your cervical spine to contract and pull you back. And, and so many of us, because we're on our devices, we're, we're constantly looking down, you know? 
we're developing that forward head posture. And so we want to retract, right? Yeah. So retraction, and I don't know, you know, some of the people are listening, I'm sure just via audio, but um, extension would be like, if I try to look up and look at the ceiling, yeah. okay, that's extension. Retraction is you know, kind of like a, a forward back response where it kind of just pulls my my ears if they're leaning out well past my shoulders, back over my shoulders, right? Yeah. And another thing you can do is actually just keep your headrest up in your car if you drive a lot, right? And just kind of tuck your chin a little bit and then yeah. push back just slightly, about 10% of your strength back against your headrest and that will help retrain you. But you'll see if you just watch people, so many people are their head, their, their ear is way in front of their shoulder. It should be lined up with your shoulder. Um, if you look at somebody from the side and they have forward head posture and that actually yeah. compromises your breathing. So you actually get, I think it's somewhere around 25 to 40% less oxygen, right? When you're doing that. And it causes a stress response in your body when you're kind of in this constant state of forward head posture. So the head weights is just kind of a corrective exercise that I do. Um, powerful, that retrains powerful. my muscular system. And I do it on the, vi you don't have to do it on vibration. You can do it when I was in chiropractic practice. This is something I had, you know, almost all of my clients doing. And most of them didn't have vibration platforms at home. So I would just have them put the weights on and do, you know, more or less, almost like we wanted to train their cerebellum. So I would have yeah. them do almost like a DUI test, like a, where you're walking and you're putting one foot right in front of the other. Right. So imagine if you got pulled over and the cop said, okay, I want you to walk a straight line, right. To see if you have it, you know, so you're doing that. So I would have them do that down a hallway. And if that seemed too easy, I would have them close their eyes. And the reason why they do it down a hallway is just in case they did sway, they could catch themselves, um, you know, against the wall, but I would have them do that. And especially if you can do it with your eyes closed, it just ramps up more of these sensory receptors in your spine yeah. and throughout your body. We call them proprioceptors, which tell you where you're at in space. And that sends amazing amount of signals up into the brain. It actually enhances your cerebellum and different mm. regions of your brain, gives you better balance, coordination, right? Amazing thing you can do for your body. We know, we know falls put more people in the hospital than anything else. Yeah. Right. And of course, anything we can do to help prevent getting to the hospital, Absolutely. because we know the hospital actually kills more people than anything yeah. else. So, um, you know, there's a time and a place for it. But, you know, if you can yeah. avoid the hospital, obviously, it's important. And uh, but this and is so but this, this is, is fascinating really because, you know, I've been doing prolotherapy for 13 years, over 26,000 sessions of prolotherapy, doing a lot yeah. in the neck now because of the straight spine and the inverted cervical spine. We had Dr. Ross Hauser, who's my mentor in Fort Myers, who's now done a lot of work on cervical vagopathy, what happens to the vagus nerve in this forward head posture. You're the first person over over 100 shows that has said they've used a weight on their head to maintain the cervical lordosis, which is so powerful because it affects your vagus nerve, it affects your breath work. And Dr. Hauser is now showing brain blood flow is affected by the position. He's got the data and he's busy doing the research, which is fascinating. And Dr. Jockers has got an incredible podcast as well. I think it's called the Functional Nutritional Podcast. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Hauser would be a great guest to have a look at cervical vagopathy and what happens to the different systems. Some of his webinars have got over 300K 
on YouTube. So I'll send you the link to him. He's Fort MySpace. Mm. But first person that's using these weights, we use them in practice now to help reverse, you know, do that curve correction, which is so important. But that's fascinating. Then tell us why you do the infrared sauna and the red light. And what is the red light then? Do you believe in, you know, red light as well as infrared? And what is your process with photobiomodulation? Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, nowadays people have, there, there are infrared saunas that actually have red light in them. I don't have one. I have a little bit older infrared sauna, but the infrared sauna really, the infrared penetrates deep in the cells, right? Deep into the tissue and the heat along with that infrared really helps get toxins moving out of your system. We store toxins in our fat cells. So if we have toxicity in our body, we want to get, we want to mobilize it and get it out of the body, out of the system. And you'll, your body will eliminate it through your urine, your feces, your sweat, and your respiration. But if it's kind of stuck, clogged into your fat cells, you're not going to release it. So the infrared really helps with that. Also, infrared really activates these heat shock and just being in heat activates these heat shock proteins, which stimulate higher and deeper levels of autophagy, which is your body's own kind of innate ability to take damaged proteins, and all of us have damaged proteins within our cells, and uh, break them down and then take the, the components and create new healthier proteins, new healthier mitochondria, new healthier you know, structures within our cell. So we're literally rebuilding and recycling ourselves from the inside out, and the sauna really helps with that. Um, I know I just feel a lot better. It's also you know, antimicrobial, antiviral. Um, you know, like if, you if, if I ever have a you know, viral issue, if I'm feeling under the weather, I'll do, I'll, I'll do, I'll get in my sauna three or four times during that day, right? To just kind of activate those heat shock proteins, activate autophagy, um, and to inhibit, you know, replication of the virus. Or, you know, if I ate something bad and, you know, I've got a bacteria or parasites or something like that, the heat and the infrared can really, really be helpful there. So I do that. And then, yeah, the red light therapy is more of mitochondrial reconditioning and circadian rhythm conditioning. So it's not going to penetrate super deep, but it gets on your skin, right? And it gets through your skin. And it's not like, I wouldn't say that it's going to get into your viscera and your major organs, whereas kind of the infrared sauna, if you're in there long enough, um, mm -hmm. is going to have more of an effect there. But the red light itself is very anti-inflammatory and healing for your skin, it's actually really good for your eyes, even though like it's very bright and, and, and they give you, you know, when you buy one of these things, they actually give you goggles, kind of like tanning bed goggles that you would wear um, to protect. But actually, believe it or not, I don't look directly at it. I just kind of look like off, you know, slightly off to the distance, but it actually can be very healing for your, your eyes and red light, um, you know, is basically and infrared. They're both frequencies of light that come from the sun. And so you'll see a lot of red light at sunrise and sunset. And so our ancestors are being exposed to these, but in our, our, our society today, we don't go out and spend, you know, the first hour outside with the sunrise or the last hour at sunset, at least not often. And now we have an ability to kind of concentrate this sort of, um, these sort of wavelengths and this idea of photobiomodulation where these wavelengths are, you know, a source of nutrition for ourselves and our mitochondria. We yeah. think about um, nutrition coming from calories, but really light is kind of like at the deepest level, um, you know, one of the deepest levels we understand in chemistry is actually what really nourishes, um, you know, cells of our body. So we, we do need calories, but, you know, we have, I can't remember the term, but it's like a heteroautotrophic capacity. So 
we know plants are autotrophic, meaning they can produce energy just from sun, water, right? Like they need enough water, you know, the sunlight stimulates, you know, the chlorophyll and the chloroblasts on their, on the, um, on the green, you know, the leaves, and they're able to produce ATP and energy from that, right? Now they do need some minerals and things like that they get from the soil, but they don't need calories, right? And so we have an ability to do that to a, a much smaller degree, um, but a very slight degree, we can produce some energy just through autotrophic uh, capacity by being exposed to this light. And it really charges up our mitochondria, helps our mitochondria function better. And you know the, the quality of your mitochondria is going to be a big dictator in the quality of your overall life, your brain function, yeah. your energy levels, your ability to heal. So red light therapy can be really beneficial for that. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to tell you about the tasty probiotic enzyme and polyphenol infused energy drink that I use on a regular basis that doesn't have caffeine and really powers up my brain and my body. It's called Metabolic Reds. It's an anti-aging nutraceutical that you drink. See, most energy drinks leave us dealing with the midday crash. You know, they kind of wear off and then we you know, our energy levels go way down. And then there's other ones that are more natural that just have like a planty, like a grass-like taste that make them really hard to stomach. And that's where Metabolic Reds comes in. It was made to pack in nine different natural blends that are scientifically proven to boost energy and focus, but it also tastes awesome. And the best part, you won't feel like you're forcing down another health drink. You're not gonna get the midday crash. Metabolic Reds are designed to be easy to drink. It's 100% natural, gives you the natural energy boost you've been missing. These nutrients that are in it help the most important cells of your body adapt, grow, and stay healthier longer. Guys, you've got to try it for yourself to truly see how good this stuff tastes. Just go to getreds.com forward slash jockers. That's getreds or G-E-T-R-E-D-S.com forward slash jockers that will unlock your offer to get a free metabolic greens with your purchase of the metabolic red so you get two for one so check that out guys again getreds.com forward slash jockers you guys are going to love the metabolic reds brilliant so now you're in ketosis you then train uh, do you measure your ketones in the morning or have you done that in the past because you're taking essential amino acids so, cause you're only eating at lunch. So you're probably getting out what, probably a 16, 17, 18 hour fast. What is your process with CGM or with, you know, measuring your, uh, your ketones? Yeah, man, it's not something I do regularly, right? I typically know if I'm in ketosis because I can, I can fast for a long period of time, feel very mentally clear and have no cravings. Okay. And usually I don't actually get hungry until I start eating. Okay. And that's actually a sign right? If you're able to do that, if you're able to fast, like, you know, right now, actually on, on Wednesdays, I only eat one meal, I eat lunch. And so right now we're doing this interview, it's Thursday morning and I'm on, I've been fasting for 22 hours at this point and wow. I feel great. Like I'm not hungry at all. No cravings feel great after this, you know, about 1230 today, I'm going to do, I'm going to work out. Okay. And so, um, you know, I'll fat, I'll work out 23, 24 hours fasted and I'll feel great. You know, and I won't even be hungry right after I work out, which is surprising. Most people think you must be starving after doing a 24-hour fast and then working out right at the end at a high intensity. And I actually feel amazing during the workout. I actually feel it's one of my best workouts of the week is 24-hour fasted workout. And I won't even be hungry after the workout, like right after the workout. 
Now I will eat because I want to fuel my body at that point. Um, however, I could probably go an hour or two without actually feeling real hunger after the workout. And that's a sign that, again, my body's utilizing these ketones as an energy source, suppressing um, you know, the desire for hunger, suppressing cravings, all that kind of stuff. And I feel very, very mentally clear, able to focus. So that's pretty much how I do it. I really don't test. Um, I have done CGM a little bit. You know, believe it or not, I usually have like my blood sugar is usually in the 90s, which it's like, that seems high, right? Um, and I think it's just because, you know, I'm, I'm active, I'm moving around throughout the day, even though I, you know, work at a desk, I'm, I'm going back and forth and my body for whatever reason, you know, it tends to, you know, I'm very, very lean. So it keeps that blood glucose, you know, ready to go. Right. <laughs> um, but again, I think, you know, probably the most important thing to understand if you're using, if your body's using ketones, your blood ketones are a good measurement. Okay. However, it's not the best measurement because that's just telling us what's circulating, not what's actually being utilized. Now you can do breath ketones, which are testing kind of a byproduct acetone of how your body's using the ketones. But I think the biggest thing, and this is good, just so you don't feel like you always have to test is really just looking at how you feel. I mean, there have been times where maybe I had a gut infection or something like that, where it's like, man, it was like, I was like, I had brain fog at like 10 or 11 AM, you know, and, um, I was having some cravings or whatever it was. That's a sign for whatever reason, my body wasn't in ketones. I wasn't utilizing these ketones as an energy source. And it could come from a number of things, stress, um, you know, maybe too much caffeine, um, could be, you know, if you have an infection, right. Um, for me, I, I, my early twenties, I had irritable bowel syndrome. So my, my gut is very sensitive. So for whatever reason, every now and then it probably happens like every two months or so, um, you know, I'll eat something and you know, it's fully cooked or whatever it is, but for whatever reason, I just don't feel great with it. Just didn't digest very well. And it will disrupt my sleep and I'll have more cravings the next day. Okay. Right. So, yeah. you know, okay. Is this what you're doing every day or five times a week that you're sort of getting once a week, you're getting 24 hour fast. And then what are you doing every day? Or would you have on the weekend, you sort of do the keto cycle where you're eating three meals or how does it work from a weekly yeah, basis? Good question. So I'm doing typically an 18 hour fast, uh, six days a week, every now and then on like a Saturday, I will have, you know, an extra meal or a, a, like a less, you know, tight eating window, but I, I tend to feel best when I do that. So roughly about a six hour eating window. Um, you know, I eat low carb, but I don't, I'm typically not super intentional about it. I will eat berries and fruit, um, and things like that. And it's just really about compressing that eating window. You know, I don't eat grains, right. Breads, things like that. Um, I eat a lot of meat, a lot of healthy meat, lots of healthy fats. And that usually keeps me more satiated. Um, I would say the one, the one meal that I'll have that um, is higher carb. And we'll have this probably every two weeks. And usually on a Saturday night, it's a brand called Against the Grains Pizza. Okay. And, you know, it tends to be lower carb. It's, you know, got cauliflower in it, but it also has cassava, which of course is, you know, higher carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. um, and we just love it. Our family loves it. So we put pepperoni on it, turkey pepperoni. We'll put olives, onions, you know, peppers, things like that. Cook that up and I'll eat a bunch of it. Right. Okay. And that's kind of more of my feasting. That's like my feasting day. 
Um, and so other than that, I'm, I'm typically eating a lot of higher protein foods, healthy fats, lots of vegetables, you know, things like that. Brilliant. Let's continue with your day. You've had lunch. Yeah. I assume where you can, I mean, this is a common question we get at Matey Thrive to eat organic vegetables and organic produce. Yep. But if someone can't do that, do they avoid the gluten? They avoid the grains. They avoid obviously those refined carbohydrates and those starches. Is that what you recommend if they can't afford, you know, the organic yeah. vegetables? Yeah. I, you know, I have three basic principles. Number one is um, do your best to minimize sugars and grains, right? That's number one. Number two is get rid of all your processed vegetable oils, corn oil, cottonseed oil, so, you know, soybean oil, corn oil, um, peanut oil, sesame, sunflower, oil, you know, get rid of all of those processed seed oils and really prioritize getting a lot of good, healthy fats, uh, extra virgin olive oil, do your, doing your best to try to get it as you know, fresh pressed as possible. There's a great company, fresh pressed olive oil that I get mine from. Um, so it has the most polyphenols in it. So um, olive oil, avocados, um, grass-fed butter, coconut, coconut oil, coconut milk, um, eggs, pasture-raised eggs, right? So trying to get a lot of those healthy fats in, a lot of healthy protein. And that's the third change is um, change the meat that you eat, right? So try to do your best to try to avoid your commercial um, you know, feedlot fed, uh, animal products and do your best to try to get grass fed organic pasture raised animal products. Now, if you can get organic vegetables and fruit and vegetables, you know, that would be number four, right? Do your best to try to do that. Again, not everybody's able to do it. Um, but those other three, I think are more important, right. Than doing that. Okay. And then if you can't get organic, you know, try to think about if you're going to eat the outer layer or not. Now, any sort of pesticide or herbicide will penetrate the whole plant and get into even the inside, but you're going to have the most concentrated amounts of chemicals on the outer region. So like you think about like an avocado, you're going to peel that. You're not eating that outer, the outer rind. So yeah. not as important to get that organic onions, right? Garlic. Those are kind of like natural, you know, antimicrobials, right? In fact, if you plant onions or garlic in a, in a garden with tomatoes, it actually reduces the amount of pests that get to the tomatoes because they're natural antimicrobials. Now they do get like fungal fungus and stuff like that. So some of them can be sprayed, but again, you're peeling a lot of the outer layers. So not as important. Whereas like berries or cucumbers or celery or something like that, where you're going to eat the outer layer, um, much more important to get organic if possible. And if not, you can kind of try to clean them off with like vinegar and water. There's like fruit and veggie sprays and stuff like that that you can yeah. use as well. Brilliant. So tell us about your afternoon and your evening program and how that goes. Yeah. So, um, you know, after I eat lunch, I will usually take like a power nap, um, 10, 15 minutes. I would say probably three to four of the weekdays. I'm able to do that. Sometimes I'm not, but you know, I, I tend to function better in the afternoons. So it's usually very short, 10 or 15 minutes. Um, if I got a lot of good sunshine that day, like played with my kids or was outside playing, um, a little bit, then, you know, usually I'll just go, go to a bed and lay down. Otherwise I actually have a vitamin D tanning bed that I'll do like 10 minutes in. Um, and so I try to make sure that I'm getting either sun, right. Or that vitamin D tanning bed on most days. Um, on like my whole body, you know, as much of my body as possible. And it's not enough to like burn me. It does help me kind of keep like a little bit of a tan. Uh, but it's also just 
you know, I just really seem to thrive with, uh, with the, the, the UVB, uh, rays. And so it's not as good as the sun, but you know, it's secondary to it. Um, so anyways, I'll do that. And then, um, usually I'll have like a big drink with, uh, magnesium in it, stuff like that. That'll help me move my bowels. I'll, I'll go to the bathroom and then ready to get back to work. Right. So, and then usually, you know, it's usually about, I don't know, two 30 or so. And so then I'm back to work and, um, you know, just, just going away, you know, try to, trying to be really productive between two 30 and five. And, uh, you know, I finish up, I'm always done by five, usually about four 45. I just kind of wrap up whatever I'm doing. And I just kind of plan for the next day, what I need to get done, look at my schedule, things like that. What do I need to get done? So I have a game plan and I just write it all out. I'm still a big fan of writing things. So like I have a sheet right here where it's like, okay, these things, you know, need to get done and I'm just crossing them out. So, um, I plan for the next day and then by five I'm done. And, and then I'm, I'm helping my wife with the kids making dinner. I make dinner a lot of times. Sometimes she does. Um, but we have four young children. So we're, we're, I'm playing with them. I'm co I coach my boys in soccer. So we have soccer practice tonight. Um, so, you know, we're doing whatever we have to do there. And then usually the kids are in bed by, by eight, eight 30, somewhere in that range. And then my wife and I, um, you know, of course we had dinner in that span. We played, um, we usually try to go for, if, if we don't have like a sport practice or something like that, we will go out for a family walk if it's nice and do a family walk. And my boys are really competitive. So they'll run and they'll try to, you know, we'll play a game when we're doing it. Yeah. Um, and so they'll do kind of some sprint walks. In fact, last night, it's funny because my wife had a Bible study that she's in and, um, I take, took our kids out on a golf cart. And so I'm training them, you know, for, for soccer and everything we're in season right now. So, um, so I had them do sprints, right. And I'm, I'm riding on the golf cart. Cause I just ate dinner. You know, I'm, I'm satisfied. I don't want to run. I already, I already worked out. So, and I was fasting right last night. So yeah. they're doing uphill sprints and things like that. And I'm riding along with them on the golf cart, just saying, come on, go, 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 go. Right. Yeah. Um, my daughter's like sitting there with me, my uh, three-year-old daughter, and then, uh, so anyways, you know, we'll just have fun as a family, yeah. go, go for walks, do all that, that type of stuff, put them to bed by eight 30, um, eight 30 to nine. My wife and I have the ability to look at our phones, check social media, um, you know, possibly even follow up on emails, but by nine o'clock that's done. Right. And we always have our blue light blocking glasses. So when we finish putting the kids down, put our blue light blocking glasses on, um, we have all the lights dimmed in our house. We do have like some orange colored bulbs, which are more like candlelight or fire. And we even have a you know fireplace that will turn on as well. Um, and then nine o'clock, uh, you know, we don't have electronics on. And then it's we're just either talking or we are reading, right? And then we do our best to try to be in bed by 10. Um, my wife, oftentimes I'm, I'm very introverted. She's very extroverted and very social and we'll have a lot yeah. of things she'll want to process. So sometimes we'll be talking and it will go a little bit later, but, uh, we're usually in bed by 10 to 10 30, somewhere in that range. And what you talk about your work, are you writing about what's happening from an inflammatory point of view? Are you putting programs and courses together or are you consulting online? You've obviously not carrying on with a chiropractic, you know, practice. What is your work consist of? Yeah. So my work at this point is, is all content. So it's podcasts, YouTube, it's um, creating blog articles. Probably what I'm most well known for is just um, having a really great 
website with the most in-depth articles in the world on you know almost every health topic. So working on those with my team and um, you know doing interviews like this and you know just all the little kind of fine-tuning things that go on with that um, social media stuff like that. Brilliant. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, sustainable transformation as we come to the end. We've got a couple of minutes, you know, being in the health sphere for 23 years. Many people put things in place when they're sick, they're not well, they're desperate. You know, there's a lot of suffering in their lives. And six months later or a year later, you know, they've stopped these things. They're back to their old ways. I mean, even the research shows that 80 to 95% of people will regain the weight they've lost within five years. What are your key sort of, you know, processes to help people sustain their transformation? Yeah, I mean, I would say they just have to adopt, they have to take ownership of it and really adopt it as a lifestyle and change their identity to, you know, somebody who maybe was overweight or sick or whatever it was, however they saw themselves in the past, they mm -hmm. want to shift their identity to, hey, I'm somebody who loves healthy, right? Like I'm somebody who never misses a workout. I'm somebody who, you know, is in my sauna every day. I read the Bible every, you know, like you start speaking these things over yourself like if you were to say every day, multiple times a day, look, I never miss a workout, okay? Then when the, when the time comes, even though it's like kind of like a fake it till you make it, yeah. the time comes where it's like, oh, you've got a busy day or whatever it is. You know what? You keep telling yourself that and you'll, you'll in your mind, you're thinking, I have to get this workout in, right? And then you find shortcuts. So if you did have a crazy busy day, you know, you could just do 100 air squats, right? Or something yeah. like that, right? You just shorten it. Um, you may not be able to get the 45 minute workout in, it might be three minutes, right? But it's, you never miss a workout. You know what I mean? Mm. If your mindset is, hey, I read the Bible every day, right? And you keep telling yourself that this is who I am. I'm somebody, I read the Bible every day. Okay. Again, it might not be, you know, a 30 minute session. It might be one minute. It might have just read a scripture, you know, but you know what? You read the Bible every day. Yeah. I eat healthy, you know, I'm a healthy eater, right? And you just keep telling yourself that you keep creating that identity and your subconscious, your um, intuition will actually start to shift and change and move you in that direction to where if a day is going on and you are not, you didn't get your workout in, your mind is going to say, hey, look, 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 stop. We got two minutes here. Let's get a workout in, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's really right. about identity shift and, um, you know, seeing yourself as this sort of, you know, living this sort of lifestyle, identifying with it, and then creating the habits for success. Brilliant. Now, obviously, with the pandemic, uh, give us a message of hope. There's a lot of people, you know, people are getting sicker. 25% of Americans have an autoimmune disorder. That's 80 million Americans. You know, the CDC, even before COVID, said that longevity had reduced by two, three years. You know, are we, you know, as we educate you, educating, you've got a podcast, your YouTube channel, which is very successful, your website. Give us a message of hope. Are we going to be able to change sort of this, you know, exponential curve with regards to sickness and disease? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, it all starts with us and the people that are listening to this, you know, Romans 12, one and two says, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to the Lord, for that is your true and proper form of worship. So, you know, when you are making healthy choices, you want to look at it as, hey, I am offering my body, you know, as a living sacrifice, or I'm not doing what's easiest and most pleasing because Romans 12, two says, do not conform to the patterns of this world. And what are the patterns of this world, right? When it comes to health, it's, do what's easiest and most pleasing, right? Get hyper palatable foods, 
Don't move your body. Just sit there and watch Netflix all day. Complain about life. You know, these are all like very easy things. It doesn't take much effort to do these things. But it says, do not conform to those patterns, but instead be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's kind of what we were talking about. You're renewing your mind by seeing yourself as this healthy person, this person that adopts healthy behaviors. And so if we're doing that, we can model that to others, right? And I think that's really, I mean, just like, you know, the best form of evangelism and showing people the love of Christ is really just being a loving person, right? Being a, being a high energy, being a light, right? Being somebody who's excited, passionate mm -hmm. about life, um, excited to wake up every day, you know, and when you start adopting these behaviors, that's going to naturally be who you become. And um, you're, you know, that is kind of your form of um, encouraging and, and uh, you know, inspiring other people. They're going to see the transformation in you and the right people, not everybody, you know, some people may be critics, but the right people will say, you know, what? I want whatever you're doing. You know, I want to be a part of that. I want to know what you're yeah. doing. Right. And I, I mean, for people like you and I, Steve, I mean, honestly, that's really how I got into health was I found, you know, I just started enjoying eating healthier foods and exercising and stuff like that. And it was like, I just love this. And people started asking me questions and then I became a personal trainer. Cause I'm like, well, I already love this. People are already asking me questions. So I'm going to do this, you know? And then next thing, next thing I know, you know, kind of going down that road, I become a doctor. Right. And I'm, and I'm, you know, been helping people all around the world. And it really just became, came from my own seeing it happen with me and having my own life transformed, my own mind renewed, and then, you know, being able to be an example and uh, be an encourager of others. And so that's what I would say. The more that we're able to, to live it and encourage others, the more we're going to help shift the world. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I declare favor and blessing over you, Dr. David Jockers, that you would live out the very calling and purpose that God has called you to, you, your family. And I just thank you that you are courageous, despite what's happening out there in conventional Western medicine, which has its incredible benefits, but has its downsides at all. And we do need wisdom and discernment from people like yourselves that are just writing incredible content and just being just so courageous in their calling. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm trusting that our paths will meet, you know, when I come back to the US and travel, because I just love the US, had probably 20 trips in the US. It's one of my favorite places to go. But uh, thank you so much. And, and hopefully I can send you the links of my mentor, Dr. Ross Hauser. He's also an international yeah. health and kingdom hero. He's doing incredible things in the US as well. And just unashamedly just preaching the gospel of Christ. Awesome. Thanks so much, Steve. I appreciate you. Brilliant. Thanks, David. Thank you so much. Take care. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.